You're listening to the Fox in the Phoenix podcast, understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. The Fox in the Phoenix podcast is now a proud recipient of two 27th Annual Communicators Awards, garnering audio and podcast distinction for individual episodes in the categories of society and culture and diversity and inclusion. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser, and author of the Living with Crossdressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for crossdressers and transgender women. Hey, Julie. Hi, Savannah. I missed you. I missed you too. It's, it's been, been a, a whole week. week. It's been, yes, mm-hmm. it's been a long week. It's been a full week. And I needed a respite. I needed to get back to you and to the podcast and just start talk about something that uh, that we love to talk about. It feels like returning home in a way. I mm-hmm. feel like kind of like I'm just floating about and then knowing that Sundays, just even thinking about Sunday is extremely grounding for me. Yeah. it's a, And it's like a constant. It's like coming yeah. home. It's like we know it's here. It's like our bedrock. Even those times that we've skipped a week out of necessity, we always just know that it's just a temporary reprieve and the next week will be just as amazing. So it's it is. always like, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming home. Wicked, wicked. Guess what? What? <laughs> I Yesterday it was Passover. That's the time we're at, right? Yes, that's the time in the life we're still we are in Passover. We I yes. think I'm 95% positive that it's still <laughs> Passover. Okay, but check it; it's a full moon. And yesterday, I got the Pfizer. I got the vaccine. Oh, nice! How how My you feeling? First shot. And how are you feeling today? I'm feeling amazing. I mean, I felt it all over. It just <laughs> felt like a sensual gift to the world to be able to get this vaccine. Uh, nice, nice. My arm's a little sore. Okay. But the whole thing was just like so. It was kind of touching just to get it, get your vaccine on Passover. And there's a part of Passover that talks about the plagues, <laughs> the yes. frogs, and all of this. And I feel like we are still experiencing a plague right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it was kind of emotional being able to get that shot that protects yeah, me. So that, that is actually very touching. That nice little juxtaposition of Passover and protecting yourself from a plague. That's something I would write in a book if I was writing it. So that's very cool. Speaking of plagues and like a plague called like the bubonic plague. Bubonic, yes. Boob. Boob. Bubonic. <laughs> so what I want to talk about today is shapewear and tits and all the things, all the beautiful additives that cross-dressers use to feminize their body underneath their clothes. But I also want to discuss, obviously, there's the purchasing mm-hmm. of these items, the hip and ass pads, the tits and all that. But there's also such a... <laughs> The creative ways that cross-dressers have figured out how to create this curvaceous silhouette has has got my mind rocked. I mean, there is some creative cross-dressers, especially if, you, if you're living with someone and you're in the closet and you're just trying to get in your time without any partner seeing any credit card information that says tits, McTits store or ass mix <laughs> you know like just you want to be on the down low so yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of those stores that you're alluding to do tend to have very discreet packaging so that even on the credit card it doesn't say bubblyiciousforms.com so um i think they're very well aware of the people they are making for um you know then you have like the mastectomy stores They have also started to cater to men who want to have that and have forms and have a bra to put them in. So uh, I found early on in my career, that was kind of like the first thing I would see would be stores online and offline for women who had surgery. And I was like, I was kind of blown away by that. I wasn't really sure what to make of it when I was like, oh, so I'm taking advantage of a manufacturing process that was the design for women after surgeries uh, for breast cancer. 
it was right. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like it's very strange. I, I didn't know how to take it, and I don't think I ever did buy from any of those stores. But it was just kind of a oddity for me to know that I was in this this category I almost shouldn't be in because it wasn't right. meant for me. But I think the people who have those stores realize that more and more men were taking advantage of these garments and forms for themselves. Hopefully at this point in 2021 verse, maybe let's say 10 years ago, yeah. where there wasn't this awareness about this other thriving population. Right. You hit another topic on the head, which is we are a thriving underground mm. that people just aren't aware to harness. Right. Like I need to make for this subculture and, and realize that we're here. I mean, you have drag queens who get those those full chest plates mm. for their boobs. You know, it's all latex and, and stretchy. Not all and, of them use that, but I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or actually does up. make sense for drag because they're moving and shaking and they don't yeah. want to be. Things popping out. Right. <laughs> and it has a, a kind of a sense of realism. Um, I know a lot of it can be very shiny because of the the latex, uh, the coating. Right. But I know that like in drag, they do a lot of foundation work to powder that out so it looks more natural. I even know people who you could pay extra to get freckles put on. Yes, you really? could get freckles put on and painted on and then kind of like baked into the product so Isn't it looks that, more like skin. That is unbelievable, this freckle trend. Where were you in 1984 <laughs> where I was one giant freckle and it was not cool, okay? And Jan was trying to do all – Jan Brady, that episode mm -hmm. where she's trying to like – I don't know what she did, bleach the freckles away or something with a magic cream. Now they have makeup, not to get too far off. I'm, I'm aware of where the road is, so yeah, I'm just yeah. going to take a little detour for a second. But there's this like freckle – it almost looks like an eyeliner. It probably is an eyeliner, but they're marketing to create freckles. Yep. Right? It looks like an eye pencil. It's it like, does. Where were it... you? <laughs> My whole life. Listen, first of all, whether you're a giant freckle or not, you're still amazing. Always. Not anymore, but I've as soon as I have appreciated them, they're no it's like not there. <laughs> your your pigments decided, eh, she's just wait. Let's let's get over the freckle trend. But I did actually see, if, it's surprising you said this because I just saw this maybe three days ago on Instagram on the reels. It's kind of like TikTok, but it's for Instagram. And they mm -hmm. showed somebody using that brown pencil to just yeah. create a wash of freckles. And then they did their, their foundation on top of that. So we like washed out the freckles a little bit. But yeah, they had this huge freckly appearance based on porcelain, pure white skin that they just wanted this effect. So I, it is a strange trend to try something different, but I try something different every week. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, you do. And what are some of the creative ways that aren't going to a store that you've heard? And we can both share what we've heard and what mm. we've done, what okay. you've done, maybe. Are, are we um, are we starting with the breasts? We can Sisters. start anywhere you want. Okay. Um, I will, let's see. What do I know? I do know that if you watched uh, Wild Wild West with Will, Smith, with Will Smith, the movie, I believe Kevin, was it Kevin Klein? He dressed as a woman, as like a cabaret dancer, and he was talking about the the uh, the rice in like the bags. And I know that's a, a bird seed and rice. I know that's a thing. I've never done it. Yeah, but you I've can, heard that. Yeah, you can take uh, pantyhose. Rice and pantyhose. Right. You have to double up the pantyhose, if I remember. And if you want to have a faux nipple, you take the pantyhose, and when you twist it and make like the little tie that like if you do it the right way that little ball that's created by the tie can become your nipple so i do know that's it and it's supposed to be very soft it's actually supposed to have a very natural feel to it and it comes with titty tassels because if you tie that there's like a tassel right so <laughs> most people would probably cut that off but yeah <laughs> i mean if you want a little tit tassel a little extended yeah probably not good if you're trying to do like a t-shirt bra but um you know, and that's the other important part too. Is like the, some things we're going to talk about today require something to hold them in. You know, if we stay away from the medically adhesed 
things, which I have a story about later. We could get into that. You uh, would love me a Savannah. Yeah, oh, all sorts tit story? of. It's a tit story. Yes. Nice. I have two tit stories, actually. Um, so you have the rice and the bird seed in pantyhose material is malleable. It's not like hard. So it feels a little bit more natural and kind of gives more uh, curve, not curve, but gives more just give. It feels like it's not just like a piece of silicone sitting on your, your chest. The thing I've done, I've taken water balloons or mm. actually regular balloons and filled them with water to a point because I wanted something that would heat to my body and, and also have that same feeling of like softness and kind of malleability. So I figured what's more malleable. Squishing when you want. Yes, I wanted to be squishy. I wanted to feel, you know, the weight of a boob or what I assumed the weight of a boob would be. (laughs) So I filled up uh, a water balloon and then doubled up the water balloon, tied the same knot as we talked about with the birdseed. And I put those in my bra that I had borrowed. Of course, I was petrified that they would burst and I'd have a a wet bra to somehow hide. Hello, welcome to breastfeeding. Okay. (laughs) Stay a while. So how old were you when this? I think at that point I was probably early teens, let's say 12 to 14. When I was getting a little more, like you said, DIY about it and trying to stuff it with something more than socks or a a washcloth. Cause even, cause even at 12 to 14, I knew that the shape I was getting from a sock just seemed very unnatural. It feels like square. Yeah, square. And it just didn't have that nice roundness to it. So that's when I thought that, well, what's a perfect round thing? A underfilled balloon that would be right. very spherical. That would be very, you know, would have that nice weight and have that nice. And you had of, your sister's bra on? Um, I think at that point probably would be my mom's. Okay. Because my mom was bigger in in the chest area. Whereas my sister let's, was. Let's just say a number. I mean, let's just say a letter. Was she a double D? Let's just get it know. out there. I don't know what she was. I never asked and I never looked. I just, I didn't have she time was. to be, I didn't have time to be looking at the, the label. I was like, just let me have this for the five minutes I have available and throw them in there and, you know, feel it with the, you know, the shirt or the blouse on. And then just, you know, or you put didn't it think that far. It's all about timing. Right. Yeah. So that is, which is, we've said on earlier episodes, it's, it's unfortunate when it becomes this manic, I have to mm-hmm. do it this second. It's like, I would freak out that I wouldn't get the water balloon filled up in time. Like, cause you know how, like, if you try to do a water balloon and it keeps coming off the faucet and it's yeah. splashing all over the, the sink and you're like, you're desperate to try to get to work and tie it off. And it doesn't, it's, it's so much angst, so much angst. So that's probably why bird seed was a better choice because you could keep that hidden in your drawer or closet. You you can't keep a water balloon indefinitely without without exploding. That's what I know. And then I think the last thing for me that I knew that's not viable is foam. Like you could have different types of foam padding or couch cushions that you can shape into a shape you want. And the thing that I'd say many starting out cross-dressers, one of the mistakes they make is they don't really make it atomically correct. Mm -hmm. So really making sure that you are aware of making them even, really understanding the female form. Right. Even if you have to do a little Stevie Wonder with your missus, you know, just, (laughs) oh, I'm just, (laughs) get out the the ruler, measure. (laughs) Make a mental memory. Mm. Sweet, I got it. <laughs> Can I take a paper mache cast of your chest? <laughs> sure, Just, honey. Anything for you. They do that when you're pregnant, P.S. A paper mache cast of the tits and the pregnant belly. It's an art piece to remind them of oh. that time where they're like, oh, I love being pregnant. I'm going to savor this. I'm eight months pregnant and I'm going to get out the paper mache and then it's going to harden. And then I'm going to maybe bronze it with some hmm. spray or maybe put some shellac on it. Who knows, but it's going to hang somewhere on my wall and I'm going to like it. Interesting. That actually sounds very think. cool. The idea that is something so super personal to you as a mother to see your body in that state and know what it means and, and know, know what came from you as part of you. Yeah. I mean, that's all pretty cool. I can, I can see why somebody would want to do that for sure. 
gift if you've done this. I love you. Oh, so let's get back to the anatomical correctness of boobs. As you can see, if you go online to look at boobs for sale, the breast forms, you will find that there are several different types. Some are, they have like a hollow behind them. And those are typically for women who have some breast tissue. So if you have breast tissue and you're trying to take a a bought form that does not have that concavity behind it, form is going to kind of squish into your body because it has this gap behind it. So when you're talking, thinking about the male physique and you're thinking about what your chest looks like, think about it in terms of a bisected teardrop, I think is what most people uh, have been using because you have to remember a, a breast is not the porn star at full attention sitting like straight forward on your chest. It, it hangs. So it has gravity to it. So if you're using the foam material, you want to create that teardrop shape in order for it to hang in a way that it just doesn't look like you have this shelf. And to that leads to a question I have for you, which sure. is what is your feeling about the size of breasts that cross-dressing men typically use? I have seen people go way too big, way too often because they think that that's what they need to do to kind of offset their body type. That's exactly it, is that most people think, and I was one of those people. I mean, when I first started doing these these lookbooks, I really believed that if someone has a larger frame and upper body and larger bones, that a large breast would look more realistic. And I think that that idea came from the fact that many people, not myself, had a breast reduction, loving it, but many people that have these large double Ds tend to have a larger frame. It tends to reflect their body type. But when it comes to cross-dressers, what I've learned is if you place a larger breast with a, with a top-heavy person, so a person with larger bones and a larger shoulders, that it actually makes them look larger. Mm-hmm. And so what you want is kind of the opposite. You want to go smaller than you think because it just needs to be enough. You're trying to minimize the upper part of your body. You're not trying to maximize it. Recently, I've, I had a client where that was that was the case. And they always had, they had that particular body type and they've always went with the larger breasts. And so we encourage them for the lookbook to just go down from a double D Mm. to a C. And my comment to them was literally that they just lost 20 pounds. And I say literally is because, I mean, you're, you're removing that some weight and it made them look 20 pounds thinner. And it also changed what they can wear for clothes. It made dresses just look better, more natural, more feminine, more delicate. So yeah, I understand why people would, would think that way. And I totally did, but you actually want to choose a breast size that is smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, even today I'm wearing this kind of faux, kind of v-neck wrapped dress and you've seen me in it before and i actually looked at myself in the mirror with the the bigger forms that i have and i'm like yeah Mm. i could actually go down a size on this specific outfit so sometimes it's both the absolutely said broader shoulders larger rib cage uh having that much mass makes you very top heavy you know larger breasts and then it's also the outfit like sometimes, you know, the outfit, as you've told me before, minimizes, maximizes, takes the eye away, draws the eye too. Sometimes like in this outfit specifically, I'm like, I probably could have gone with my C cup um, and, and been more flattering, at least. For, Can you show for, me that later? Because I'm very I, interested. It's fascinating to me, um, basically how wrong I was. <laughs> you know, and I, I love that. Wrong. I love being wrong. And I love getting better at my craft and getting better at helping transform the male to female frame. I mean, it's, it's, it's an illusion. It takes mm-hmm. and, and padding and breast forms make the clothes. I mean, they yeah. really do. They create that illusion 
of that female persona. It's so interesting because I was speaking of curves and female persona and all that as I was, I was talking to my fairy godmother, Carolyn. Mm, Shout out, she's listening. Hey. We were actually talking last night about the fact that many women would rather have the male kind of frame. (laughs) I blame the industry and this false idea of what beauty is and getting away from the idea that beauty and femininity are these beautiful curves. But there's the idea that men men want these skinny stick women, almost like in the models that they're showing in the magazines, at least, you know, last week, are (laughs) these almost like pre-pubescent looking sticks. These supermodels from Victoria's Secret, you see them walking down the runway and like, yes, they've got the tits, sure. But you also feel like, okay, they had implants because their body is not in alignment with these giant breasts that they have. It's straight. Mm -hmm. It's bony. I wouldn't even say that their breasts are particularly large. I mean, they're just kind of these leggy stick models that they stick a bra on and maybe it has a little padding and they have these giant wings. And it's so interesting that you then at the same time or on the other end of the coin, you have men (laughs) that are that actually crave the curves and that's what they are drawn to um, whether they want to add curves to their body so that they can experience that or they're just visually turned on by more meat and more (laughs) you know what it used to be back in the day where a, a fuller figured woman equaled abundance and just pleasure and it meant that you had money and you know all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you're talking about the, the two extremes of Twiggy from 1978-79 as the super thin, you know, waif of a model. And now you have yes. the Kim K's on Insta with bootylicious and serious curves all over. That changed everything. It did. It really did. I would say for me, prior to ever knowing who Kim K was, I also was wanting the hips. I was, And it wasn't like I was looking for this big, big booty. I just wanted something to give me a little, little patow. That's but all I wanted. You already had that. But I, but I didn't think. Let me tell you another story. <laughs> ah! This story was way before I started getting. Oh, Dad, I have to get cozy and take okay. a sip of water. Okay, please do. Once upon a time, there was a young lad who had just come to New York to find his his financial future, and along the way in the graphics department, somebody said. Hey, that guy has a flat ass. And I said to Aww. that person, and I said to that person, oh, well, I don't look like that. Look at mine. And they're like, no, it's not. And I was devastated, devastated with this idea that this person who's like pointing out which asses of men were flat and which were curvy. <laughs> and I fell into the former camp. Lie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought I had a nice booty. And I didn't. To which what you see today is a product of several years of heavy incline treadmilling to get as much gluteus to the maximus. Really? Yes. So what do you do now? Like what Nothing. is your now now is now that the muscles all been built oh, <laughs> now nice. it's just now it's just softening up into fatty tissue. <laughs> oh I'm so I mean Wow, 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 wow. Look at you, what you can manifest with a little bit of climbing and some tenderness. Gluteus Maximus, people. Gluteus to the Maximus. <laughs> but I felt so bad because I wanted that curve. I wanted that curve that you say I have. That person said I didn't, and I was devastated. And I, I was like, well, I got to do something about this. And I did. It took <laughs> took many years. But in you the took meantime- the stairs. I took the stairs a lot. Yep. And um, tried not to take the elevator ever. And it was one of those things where it was like, I was so self-conscious about my flat ass as a man that my mindset was like, I need to make sure I have, you know, the hip pads on and the butt pads, like those little form pads you get like in those panties that right. have the, like the, the forms the in inserts, them. the inserts. Yeah. So I would take those inserts out. And I would just put them in pantyhose because I didn't want to wear the the foundation garment itself. So I would build up my my tushy and my hips with that. 
as a substitute. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like maybe it was like the pants you were wearing when you're like, I don't, because (laughs) I'd like to make an announcement to all the like flat ass people of the world. Okay, go ahead. Some people, no matter how many stairs or glutes, gluteus, medius, whatever it is that you do, you may still have a flat ass. So Savannah is, you know, one situation about how you can turn flat into not so flat. But I like to say, don't be hard on yourself Appreciate if you that. have that flat ass, right? Yeah, yeah. because there's always you had a little more to work with than I. I think flat. so. I think I. I just I heard the words and just got so distraught that I overcompensated. I probably, I could have asked two other people. They probably would have given me a different answer. Not um, to devalue your experience. I'm sure you were flat as a pancake for you. <laughs> and maybe, I'm talking yeah, a double stack of pancakes. <laughs> Where were we? Patty, well, we, creative ways. Creative ways. And um, well, my creative ways now are not that creative. Now they're store-bought. And I think I mentioned off air that I'm, I'm in the market for new ones. Uh, my breast forms are a little tore up when that that sealed outer yep. shell gets gets uh, cut open. It gets all goopy inside. It starts spilling out a little. Oh, so, I know because yes. I tried to cut a perfectly good tear shaped breast form. Remember when I was like, I want it just perfect round, <laughs> and I just it looks like a dog just took a bite out of them because yes. I have that not my tits but my mannequin's tits. Right. It has that goop coming out where I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it's that gelat- the more gelatinous silicone on the inside. And so you get everybody who does have forms, be very cautious and careful with the forms. They're, they are not indestructible. If you tear them, they you would have to actually fill them with sealer. Can I ask you a question? Get you it? Can, ask? You can ask me anything you want. All right, listen. Yo, <laughs> check it. Did you ever put your tits on your ass? No, but I have put my ass on my tits. Really? Yes. <gasps> Another story. Spill, girlfriend. Okay. You know how I love the cosplay. So yep. one year I wanted to cosplay as a male character. And as self-conscious as I am as a woman uh, trying to get a feminine shape, I'm even more self-conscious to be a superhero with my male physique, thinking that mm. I'm like, well, I'm too dumpy to look like a superhero with all the muscles. So what I did is I took my ass pads, put them under a compression shirt as my pectoral muscles nice. to, to give me more upper frame. And it actually worked out. It looked like I was a little more muscular than I actually was. So mm. that's my quick and down and dirty story of like, how to use ass pads as pectorals. Mm, FTM, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Female to male. No socks necessary. Um, <laughs> so um, where, where were we? But I just are... got blinded by your pecs. Nice. I just got a visual of you, like, with Savannah's face and Chuck's personality and using the ass for the pecs. Yeah. And what did you use for the muscles? It was no, that, sketched that on. was it. It was like the compression shirt made sure it all stayed perfectly in place. And then I put the costume on over that. It just gave me that little bit of confidence of having just a little more muscular chest. Now was well, that, that was, was all... DIY, kinda. Yeah, yeah kinda. But it was using stuff already existed, just in a different way, a little out of the box thinking. Um, nice. But but to put my breast forms on my ass, that I've never done. That would be an interesting experiment <laughs> for sure. Maybe you can do it today and show me. Listen, I mean, you got would... a few. You got some jobs to do after that. This. That's true. Apparently, let me I write this all down. I just want to see your the dress. Yes. First in both a D cup and a C cup, and now see yep. forms in my booty. <laughs> Well, if only if you want to. I mean, consent culture, but that's true. That's very true. I now, want you, you to. Okay, I'll, just I'll... don't. We'll forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that w- the culture you and I are focused on has a lot of its innovation from the drag culture. You know, because the drag culture is all has always been about DIY. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, you could go online to YouTube and see a lot of DIYs for hip pads where they take three inch foam square from a couch cushion right. 
and they form it into the shape of South America. And basically it gives you a lot of weight at, at the hips and then tapers down. And then you make sure that the Brazil, the upper Brazil Chile of this, this equation is what's going to kind of form around to your butt. And basically what I've seen them do is they shape it with an electric knife. It's all about the electric knife. And it really is because they take that and they shape it and shave it down to have a center peak. Uh, So if you think of that shape and then you make sure that the peak is always the highest. And then I see that they turn it where the very flat section is the outside section because that will give you the smoothest surface now that you've turned it inside out. And then they put on like two, three pair of pantyhose and then like a thong. So that you have like the, the butt cheeks are separated, your hips are wide, but start to compress down to like this really smooth shape. Right. And that's what they do uh, in a lot of cases. And there's um, a lot of videos yeah. by drag queens that, that will literally show you how to do it. And that's actually where I got the hip about making sure that they're atomically correct. And I think that with drag culture, there's a little bit of wiggle room in terms of making things exaggerated. Right. Um, so there's that there's that little piece to it too. But it's still, even if it's exaggerated, um, for for these performers, really making sure that it looks like it should. It looks like right. a, the body part. Right. It's yeah. Doing. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. so let's say if a, the drag queen is using a three inch pad couch cushion pad of foam, maybe you only need like an inch and a half. I would recommend that they actually use the same size as the drag queen for starting. And then as they're using their electric knife, kind of shave it down Mm. to a much smaller form. You could, but I was saying, but if you're thinking about thickness and you don't want to start and you have to keep eating away all that padding, you're just going to get rid of it. You can start a little bit thinner and then start there, but it's, but it's, you can whittle away. You, it's like editing. You can yeah. edit some the shit out of something and suddenly it becomes like it's with writing. I think about that, like trembling sentence that is now like three words. Like you can really <laughs> go crazy with the shaving and then suddenly you don't have much to work with. And it's just right. like, right. Yeah, that's true. Better to have more than in, uh, exactly. take it off than not have enough and try to figure out how to build it back up. That's what I think. Yeah. But, uh, I want to, can I go back to the top? I'm going to go to the top. Again, because one Please thing we do. the one thing we didn't really mention is we're talking about all this additive stuff, talking about all the the bird seed and the rice and the water mm-hmm. and the silicone. But what we really haven't tackled or even talked about is your own skin. There's plenty of men out there who have plenty of you know chest tissue to work with. So I'm not great at using my own uh, chest tissue to to make you know the cleavage. But I know so many people want to have cleavage. They want to show their chest. They don't want to be hidden under a dress or a top. They want people to see that line, that crease between the the boobs. I have two words for that. Push-up bra. Yes. If you got a little meat to work with, Mm -hmm. a push-up bra is very helpful for creating that natural kind of cleavage line and pushing what you have to the forefront yes Uh, i'll even go one step further because only because i've heard about this don't know how effective it is but uh, don't forget about the chicken fillets so you take two sets of fillets two push-up bras because what you want to do is you can't have a loose bra if you want to create this cleavage and have it stay no you can't you have to have it unfortunately unfortunately you have to have it very tight so you're going to get some marks on your body afterwards but you, you push it all together and you keep using these forms along the outer edges of your body, your Whoa. sides, like at the side boob, mm-hmm. at the side boob. And you keep building it up with the right. padding and the fillets to push all your natural flesh to the middle so that when people are looking at cleavage, they're seeing just you. And all the outer boob and the side boob is really what's been manufactured. That could be on your bucket list. What's that to, to do that? Try. I should. Yeah. Cause I, there's that one thing too, is like that illusion of having natural cleavage is um, very, yeah. yeah. I like that. And I like chicken cutlets. <laughs> the word cutlet. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. It makes me hungry. Like I want to, you know, have someone make that for me <laughs> with some soy sauce. Mm. I was thinking of like fried chicken, mashed potatoes. That sounds good to me. You love fried chicken. I do. I do love fried chicken. 
Don't try it. And I love fried chicken on salad with Mm. avocado, blue cheese, and a zesty vinaigrette. That sounds good too. All sounds very good. We might have to cut this podcast short because we're both hungry. <laughs> we're getting so hungry. <laughs> you're, you're ready for lunch. I'm ready for dinner. Um, so I'd say I want to talk about that. That was important to know that, you know, use your own assets, quote unquote, you know, uh, no pun intended. It's important to know that you have stuff to work with. People have used athletic tape under your armpit and you can bring it down and around your natural pectoral to try to push that up and right. squeeze it in as well. Uh, I did not do that very well. I have tried that. My problem is, is that I sweat a little bit more than I probably should. And it, it tends to peel away. The adhesive comes off and now all of a sudden you got one boob and one no boob because the, the tape came away from it. And uh, it can be very restrictive when you breathe as well. And it may not be everyone's cup of tea. Like it may yeah. be a nice experiment to kind of try and see, but it may cause some dysphoria. It may cause you to be like, yeah, I prefer to see a breast over. I mean, it's not for everyone. And we recommend, I know I could speak for Savannah, listen to yourself and listen to your body and experiment and explore. Yes. But only in order to figure out what's right for you and what feels good for you. Right. And if you try it the first time out, you're not going to be an expert at it. As with anything we've talked about, whether it's makeup or understanding your own fashion sense or, you know, working with your padding to get the right proportions the way you want to see them on you, it takes some time. So if you don't like it the first time, it doesn't mean you should put it away and never try it again. Just understand that you might have to look at a couple more videos to see how to make this thing or to try this thing. Um, It just takes time and you'll find it. It's just a matter of like, keep plugging away and experimenting. And don't give up. I really want to encourage people who just want to put on a dress, fine. That's fine. But I really want you to encourage trying out shapewear Mm -hmm. if you think you don't need it. Just try it out because it's a game changer when it comes to filling out the clothes. I mean, I could find someone a pair of amazing jeans, but I will say in the style notes, please wear with padding. Right. If you do not have much to work with, you know, because it can really make a pair of jeans not look so cute or not achieve the look that you're trying to have if you just have this pancake tush. Not not everyone has a flat tush and there is a body type that many men have that does have that curvy tush naturally. But I really do encourage people to, if they don't, it makes a world of difference. And it could be just, it doesn't have to look like padded underwear. It could look like many different types of things. It could be, you know, silicone self-adhesive pads that you put directly on your tush or something. Or yeah, on you'd your put underwear, it, yeah, in, in, in those underwear. cases, you'd put it straight on your skin. Yeah. And that way you're, you're not reliant on other shapewear to keep it in place or a pair of tights or pantyhose to keep it in place so it doesn't move around. You have a little more freedom in like how the the clothing you can wear in those cases. The problem I have with medical adhesive forms. Ouchie. I did try it once. I shaved my chest. I put on the adhesive on my boobs and it, you know, and then just placed them on my chest. And I laid on my back for like 15 minutes to let it dry. And I didn't do it right. There's a Mm. whole art form you put it on the boob and then you press the boob on your chest and then you take it away to see like what, what the shape was. So you can put more adhesive on it and wait for them both to get tacky and then put it on and hold it for 10 minutes. And then it will be perfect. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. My problem is I did it the way I thought it was supposed to be done back in the day. And the sweat was making them kind of peel away. So yeah. I just said, all right, well, it's, you know, I'm done anyway. So I peeled the rest away only to have Two teardrop-shaped rashes oh, on my chest honey. for about oh. three days where I could not go without a shirt because I had these weird-looking googly eyeball-looking <laughs> things from a comic strip staring at people. So imagine my nipples are the eyeballs of this big, weird-shaped rash where the outline was worse than the inside. It was, it was bad. It was very bad. So never again. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm never not going to think about them. So every bra you wear has the insert holes? No. Oh, actually, well, that's another thing. You can buy bras with the the kind of the pockets for the, the forms. Yes. I just use regular bras that are full coverage. And you and they, just have they hold ones without adhesive? Yeah, yeah. But you have to be very careful because you can't get a demi bra. You can't get like a half cup. Because what will happen is those bigger forms, those chair girl forms, will spill out or will give you strange lines in the, you know, in your your dress or shirt. So yeah, for me, I always go with full coverage, um, mm. unless it's a smaller form, and then I can kind of get away with a little bit more uh, reveal. You and I are just scratching the surface. The one thing I want to say, you know, this is interesting enough that. When we tell people though, well, I got this padding on my hips and I got these, you know, breast forms on. And one of the things they say is like, oh, well, you can't feel anything. And to that, I would disagree. I think there's some very psychological, we are in the moment. Yes, we can't feel people touching the forms. But if you think about anything you put against your body and somebody touches it, you are feeling the pressure behind the thing they're touching, Right. So there is sensation under the paddings, right? So you don't have to sit there and be like, well, if I put this on, I'm never going to feel anything. It's just going to be me being in like a sumo bodysuit. It really isn't like, because you can feel the pressure. Even if you were to, to kind of self-examine, you feel the pressure behind the form. So to think that we'll put on this big plastic or you know foam suit and we're just going to be uh, in a bubble, that's not necessarily true either. So just understand that all these things that we're talking about, it's like you're 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 still going to have sensory experience with it. I think that there's a heightened state of connectivity that comes with adding parts to your body, adding padding, adding breast forms, adding whatever it is, all the additives. And I think that having a narrative go on as you're applying these, whatever it is to your body to create the feminine persona really tuning in so deeply so that you can, if you do touch it, if you do feel it, you're just so tuned in that you're able to get some sort of charge. Maybe mm. not as if someone's literally squeezing your nipple, you're not going to feel that, but maybe you can squeeze another part of your body, like put your thumbnail into your hand and just give it some yeah. pressure so that while you're squeezing, you feel some sort of sensation. There's imagination and creativity and the whole fantasy component that cross-dressers are really, really, really good at. So I encourage you to just call on all the sensations, all the resources you do have. If you want to create a relationship with an object that doesn't have that sensitivity. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never actually thought about it in terms of taking another part of the body as a surrogate to that feeling. Sure. I mean, that's definitely an interesting way to go. Except for me, I was saying it's like, you can feel pressure. If I push on my breast now, I can feel pressure on my chest. So sure. there is that direct corollary to where you're touching to how you feel. Um, right. So that's definitely, we don't want to take that away from anybody. You will feel something, but you're right. I'm not going to feel the pinch of mm -hmm. somebody like pushing or the, the the prick of something, but I can feel the pressure behind it. So you can kind of imagine, and like you said, create that fantasy of like, I know I'm being touched. I feel some sensation. Therefore, I'm going to build this additional narrative around it to, to, to heighten that experience again, to make it not heightened even beyond what it would be in reality, because what you're doing is you're heightening it to a point where it feels like your version of reality. Right. And even if it's from, you know, bird seed and some stockings to silicone breast form to all the different ways that people create breasts, you're still creating that illusion. You're still creating a fantasy. You mm -hmm. still have a breast that you've attached to your body to create this imagery. So even if you're in clothes and you're just kind of caressing your breasts, these are your breasts that you've applied to create this female persona that's not right. being taken away. You will right. feel that. Like you said, you will feel that when you push it, right? Right, yeah. But there's something really stimulating about feeling, especially for a person that walks through this world mostly as male, to have that moment to say, I have breasts, they are part of my body, they're part of my being and just kind of feel them and tune into that, that that's very arousing. That's very, has a lot of charge to it. It has charge, it's, it's arousing, but also it's centering. 
in common. It's yes, like yes, having yes. that completeness that makes you feel like I am fulfilling this feminine identity and expression that I've succeeded in this at you know this time around. It's like I I found it. Um, I am my feminine self, and then it's satisfying. It doesn't even matter like how how it's satisfying. Is it sexually satisfying? Is it emotionally satisfying? Is it psychologically satisfying? Those things are kind of all intertwined and in play. But it's really about feeling that completeness to that way that you can now take it, own it, feel it, store it and recharge from it. And then you can go on back to your male centric life, let's say, and, and be able to carry that with you. Right. And just, and I know, you know, not all of our listeners have situations where this would be possible, Mm. but if ever you're alone and have a chance to be alone and then go to sleep and wake up, I encourage you to try sleeping with your breastplate, sleeping with your breasts, you know, being held in by whatever it is, but a robe or, you know, whatever, if you want to sleep in something sexier, waking up with that sensation of having breasts on your chest and having that moment where you're waking up that way can be so healing. It can be Mm. so healing and so confirming and just really, really transformational. Right. Yeah. I like that. You are very wise, my Mm. dear Miss Rubenstein. And you have a lot to say about padding and cutlets <laughs> and did your water balloon ever break? It did not burst on me, but it was one of those things where it took me like five tries to get the, the mouth of it around the faucet oh, yeah, to fill yeah. it. It's like, that was the most terrifying because then if you get caught, you're like, well, the sink is completely doused. Half the <laughs> right. sink the surface is doused in water and on on the mirror and somebody comes and is like, um, what the hell are you doing in here? I was just having a water balloon fight with myself. Exactly. Yeah. Like you could in your fear and in your anxiety, if this trauma was a reality, who knows if you would be able to like, you know, I was just doing a water ball balloon yeah. fight, whatever. Like, cause to me, when you're talking about, it, I'm like, Oh, well, if you were to get caught, that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly like what it, teen or younger than that okay they're just gonna say no but like or even bird seed yeah hey pops can i go down and get some bird seed please (laughs) i'm really trying to experiment with some new types of bird feeders (laughs) hey mom can i borrow those pantyhose oh yeah for the bird feeder no for my tits okay bye (laughs) i'll give you one last thing on this topic because you're hitting it home so eloquently which is when we're younger and even probably whoever's not confident in who they are at whatever age, we tend to believe and think that everybody, anything we do that is specific to our cross-dressing, that everybody else knows exactly what we're doing. Right. It's like, oh my God, I was in the lingerie section at Macy's. I know that everybody staring at me knows I'm buying it for me. Like nobody knows what you're doing, brah. It's just a gift for your girlfriend. Nobody's thinking, right. unless you're putting them up to yourself and like, oh, so are these going to fit on me? Um, and actually I've had Judy do that. And I felt weird because she like said, oh, let me put this up to you. And I'm like, but there's a woman standing right there. Right. She, she was more comfortable in putting it up to me. Uh, it was a dress like, you know, on the hanger and putting it up to me than I was for myself. She, so, It's become so normalized for her, but you're like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Because I got such a trigger of like, it's always an instant trigger of thinking that, well, I mean, I know, and I'm becoming more confident in Savannah, but like, what are they going to think that you're putting it up against me? And that should be that moment. That's so affirming that moment. That's like, Oh my God, my girlfriend is so comfortable with doing this. I should be twice as comfortable because I'm so happy that she's accepting and wants to be on the journey. You're out of the world. You see your girlfriend every day. She knows you better than anyone. But then you're out in public and not everyone sees the same. Yeah. Sees this, knows you, like, right? So don't put yourself down for how you should be. I agree, but it is important to note and understand why I felt that way. And then kind of yes. like work on that. That's something I work on. I'm like, well, why do I care? If this woman says anything, which she didn't, I don't even know if she even noticed, number one. Number two, it's like, even if she did, what is that affect me? I mean, she might think that 
oh, look, that girlfriend wants to dress her boyfriend up in something silly for some costume party or whatever. It's like, you know, it's all sorts of stories could be told and ideas or notions of what it meant. And really, it's about us being confident and comfortable with who we are to say it doesn't matter what anybody else So do thinks. you know how you can get over it? Um, for me, it's it's acknowledging the trigger. And then I go back and I say, all right, why? Why was I so concerned about it? And then I kind of dissect it and say, all right, how can I do this differently in the future where one, Judy kind of surprised me by doing it. I wasn't prepared for it, which right. was a trigger. So it's like, all right, so the more this happens, the more it's not a big deal. That's part of it. And the second part is, okay, if anybody sees, what's the big deal in that? Well, I like what you said about the more this happens. Yeah. So just making it a regular practice, as you've spoken about, we've talked about, the more you get out, mm -hmm. the more you do this triggering thing, it won't be so scary. It won't be so yeah. triggering. Right. So I encourage you to make a plan to do that again. Yeah, I would love to. Well, when, when the stores open up more, we will probably do another. Another pantyhose to the body. All right. But. Yes. Just to wrap this up. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you and all your stories. And I just, you have your assignments. Yes, I do. And I've been curious about how you look with a slightly smaller tit anyways. All right. Yes. Not because I prefer, obviously I love you for you. Right. I was just curious. Yeah. I'm, um, like I said, this, this was probably the perfect time to do it because I was second guessing my physique. I'm like, should I? It seems a little big. Should I go smaller? So I will definitely show you both and you can let me, I'll try to take the exact same pose and you can see how they look side by side. Sweet. Well, to all the listeners, if you appreciated this episode, please, please, please share it with your friends and other people in the community because we want to take cross-dressing and remove it from the shadows and mm. really showcase it in a way that's beautiful and uplifting and positive and just a, a love letter to humanity. Oh, so true. See, you, you have all the right words. So comment, share, and I hope you all have a beautiful day. Bye for now. Until next time. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2021. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix podcast underscore.